When we look at Mark 10.47, we see the story about Bartimaeus, the beggar Bartimaeus. He was on the road, Jericho Road, and he was blind. Bartimaeus had heard how Jesus had healed the sick, opened the blind eyes, and caused the dumb tongues to praise the Lord. But this was his first opportunity to meet Jesus. Now when Bartimaeus found that Jesus was passing by, what did he do? He cried out, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. As long as Bartimaeus was just sitting there blind, begging, he had met no opposition. People never opposed him because he was sitting there suffering patiently with his affliction. But when he began to cry out for Jesus to help him, when he began to press his way towards his miracle, towards his answer, he began to press through to victory. Then all the devil's forces turned against him in opposition. But when this happens to anybody that wants to receive something from God, in this case healing, remember if you're a Christian, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 Peter 4.4 4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Jesus said, I give you power over all the power of the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In Luke 10.19 he said, and he says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. God has given us authority over sickness and disease. Do not be defeated. Jesus in us is greater than all the power of the enemy in the world. Do not give up. And this is a very important key. Be persistent. And that's what we can see in the life of Bartimaeus. The moment Bartimaeus cried out to the Lord for help, many told him, be quiet, hold your peace. They were trying their best to discourage Bartimaeus from receiving healing. Many times, people, well-meaning people, really discourage people from receiving healing, explaining healing away, telling them it's not their time. No. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, the Bible says. And the violent take it by force. The healing, our healing, is in the kingdom of God. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God has, is nigh. Behold, the kingdom of God is among you. It has come. He came and he preached the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom. And the gospel, the good news was that the kingdom of God has come. It's close, it's nigh, it's here. It's at hand, the Bible says. Bartimaeus, he would not be discouraged. He was determined to have his eyes opened. He knew that Jesus was the only one who could help him. And the more people tried to discourage him, the louder he got. It seemed to the natural man the more obnoxious, the more offensive he became. But he was pressing from the natural into the spiritual. He was pressing his way into the kingdom of God. He cried out, 
Thou son of David, have mercy on me. See, it's the mercy of God that heals us. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Grace and mercy goes together. We receive it by faith. Yes, but it's His mercy. It's His unmerited favor that He gives and bestows upon us that brings the deliverance from sickness and disease. Now when Jesus saw, many times we can see that in the Bible, Jesus, He saw their faith. We read in Mark about the man that was paralyzed and how his friends, they, made, they couldn't get in to the Jesus, too many people. But they wouldn't take no for an answer. So that they carried the paralyzed man up on the roof. And they made a hole. They tore up the roof. And they put ropes around his bed. And they let the bed down right in front of Jesus. That's violent faith. That's faith that is persistent. It doesn't take no for an answer. Same thing the woman with the issue of blood. She had to press her way to Jesus. Obstacles. The devil will become all kinds of obstacles. But God wants us to press in and press on into the kingdom of God where there is divine healing for our bodies. And Jesus saw here. It says there when the paralyzed man it was Lord right in front of Jesus. He saw their faith. And here is another scripture where it said that Jesus saw that Bartimaeus would not be discouraged. He saw it. He stopped and commanded him to be called. Whatever he was doing, Jesus, the persistent faith of Bartimaeus compelled Jesus to desist from what he was doing and put his attention to Bartimaeus. Faith in God brings God's attention to our situation. He commanded him to be called. And when they brought him to Jesus, because he was a blind man, he had to be helped to get to Jesus. Jesus said to him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? I mean, it was obvious. Everybody could see that Bartimaeus was blind. He was a beggar. He couldn't even work. He had to depend and ask people to give him some money, some food, something to sustain him. He could not produce because he couldn't work. Now, he was blind. He was bound by blindness. Yet Jesus is asking him, asking him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? So Jesus wants to hear, he wants to hear from our lips what we want from him. Bartimaeus replied, Lord, he didn't say, It's obvious, can't you see what's wrong with you? No, he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go thy way. See, faith is an action verb. It's a verb. We have to do something. Unless Jesus always said, Put the people to do something. And here he's telling, he's doing the same thing today. He's telling Bartimaeus, Go thy way. When you're blind, you don't go your way. You have people lead you by the way. But he had to act his faith. And when he did, what happened? Go thy way, Jesus said. And when Bartimaeus began to go his way, and this is the prophecy of Jesus, thy faith hath made thee whole. Already you're healed. 
And then when Bartimaeus obeyed this word, went his way, that prophecy came to pass, and Bartimaeus was healed. The Bible says, immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. If Bartimaeus had listened to the people, he would not have been healed. He would have been discouraged, he would have given up, he would have been turned away, he knew it never would have been healed. The Bible says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. One must not be discouraged, for without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith is determined, a violent faith, a real determination, persistent determination until victory comes is very, very important. Don't give up. Persist, hang in there, don't be discouraged. Believe the Word of God, act upon the Word of God, proclaim the Word of God, prophesy your healing. Hallelujah. If a person has prayed through, it was an old expression they used to say, you know, all the time, praying through, meaning that you keep on praying and you keep on pressing until you perceive in your spirit a change. You perceive joy comes to you. You perceive that God has heard you. You perceive this by the Spirit, that the obstacles, the opposing spirits, and the opposing hindrances and circumstances, by faith, have been removed. This has to be done. This is vitally important. Then it's so easy to receive healing. If you, if God, if you will receive healing in a meeting, then it's very easy. You're coming prepared to that meeting. Instead of looking to the minister... And, and trying to hook up or trying to connect with him on a personal and social level that people do sometimes. And they're looking for the man or the woman of God to minister healing to them. No, look to the Lord. They are just instruments. We are just instruments. We're just vessels. God, to God be the glory. To God be the honor. He is the healer. Jesus is the healer. Man is not the healer. Jesus is the source of our healing. God the Father is the source of our healing. The kingdom of God has healing for all of us. Hallelujah. It belongs to us through our redemption. Next point. Let's remember what Jesus did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Looking back to what Jesus did, we have to remember, as the Word of God says in Psalms 103, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And the benefit is he forgiveth all my iniquities, and he healeth all my diseases. We are to remember all his benefits. To be reminded of God's benefits, we must go back to Calvary. The benefits mentioned by David, including forgiveness of all sins, and healing of all diseases, not part of our sins, nor part of our diseases, are to remain. They have to flee. They have been dealt with all. Every sin, every disease is defeated through Jesus' redemptive work. 700 years before Calvary, Isaiah looked toward the cross. Upon that cross, he saw a man dying for the sins of the world. Not only dying, shedding his blood for the sins of the world, but dying with his back bruised. 
It looked like a ploughed field, the Bible says in the Psalms. Bleeding from the stripes which he bore, that we might be set free from sickness as well as from sin. Isaiah says, in prophetic utterance, he was despised, rejected a man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. So gruesome was the sight of Jesus that people hid their face from him. He was despised. He was made of low esteem. His beard was torn out. Blood over his face. His head all swollen up. His teeth knocked out. His blood all over his body. From the thorn, crown of thorns, blood was coming down his forehead, all over his body, his back, bleeding all over the place. Blood from the, the nails in his hands, the nails in his feet. Blood covered with blood. All swollen, all disfigured. We esteemed him not. He, he didn't look like a son of God. He didn't look like a blessed man, the son of man. But surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. This was the thinking of the Jewish religion, the Jewish people. That sickness was a punishment and a consequence and result of sin. It was not his sin. It was our sin. It was not his guilt or his iniquity. It was our sin and our guilt and our iniquity. So it says, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. The punishment of our peace was upon him. He had no peace. It was taken away from him. And with his stripes we are healed. This is a prophetic word spoken by the Spirit of God through Isaiah. In Isaiah 53, verse 3, 4, and 5. So, if we step forward to Calvary, then at Calvary, by His stripes, we are healed. And then, 60 years or so after Calvary, the Apostle Peter declares, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. It happened. When did it happen? On Calvary's hill, on that old rugged cross. Hallelujah. He took our sins. And then we read in Matthew 5, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. As we believe in what happened, the atonement on the hill of Calvary for our souls, we believe that Jesus shed His blood for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He gave Him as a lamb. He was slaughtered. He died for our sin. Then, if you believe that, if you're a sinner, then you receive salvation. You can receive salvation for your sin. And as we believe at that at the same time as he died for our sins, he also died for our sickness, which is indeed a consequence of sin. 
For we can see that before there was sin in the Garden of Eden, there was no sickness, there was no lack, there was no curse. But when sin entered in, all the curse of the law came. Is sin, sickness, and death. But Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law, be and made a curse for us. He took the sin. He took the sickness. He took the lack. He took the death. Jesus shed his blood to atone for all our sins. He shed his blood. He suffered to atone for all our sicknesses. The suffering of his body was for our healing. Hallelujah. Let's look at 1 Peter 1, 18, 19. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with the corruptible things as silver and gold, it was not enough money, it was not ri- enough riches, and there is not enough riches or wealth, material wealth, in the world to pay the price for one sinner. But that price is blood of Jesus paid it for all mankind. The blood which is the life of God. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with the corruptible things as silver and gold. For your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Ephesians 1.7 In whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins according to his riches of grace. Leviticus 17.11 For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it unto you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. So the blood atones for our soul, but it also brings healing to our bodies. By his stripes we are healed. Receive the cleansing of the blood from sin. And receive the cleansing of the blood from sickness, from every curse in your life. Be healed. Be set free. Be delivered. Glorify God today by believing his atonement. Believing his finished work at Calvary. For by his stripes we are healed.